On August 8th, 2001, way back when, remember George Ryan stood on the steps of the Kankakee County Courthouse and said, I'm done. He knew he was unelectable. He used the occasion to take a parting shot at the right wing of his party. And all these years later, the Republicans have dug themselves a pretty big hole here in Illinois. The new piece in the Chicago Magazine and online is titled, How Illinois Became a One-Party State. Let's welcome Ted McClellan back to the program to talk about this. Ted, how are you, sir? Great. How are you, Big John? I'm doing very well. So in 2002, the Democrats took control of the state. Governorship for the first time in 30 years. State Senate for the first time in more than a decade. And basically, they've never looked back. That's right. You know, it, it was interesting because 2002 was kind of a Republican year uh, around the country. You know, the Republicans took uh, control of the U.S of the u.s senate i think they made gains in the house but i think in, in illinois uh you know the republicans have been in for the governorship for 26 years uh you know ryan was in the middle of a kind of corruption scandal that was going to land him in prison and uh people thought it was time for a change here uh for better or for worse the beneficiary was uh rod Bogoyevich, who would go on to have his own problems but you know really uh the democrats have dominated uh, Illinois ever since they they took over the state senate uh, for the first time in ten years that year and they've had the governorship since then for all but uh, uh, four years yeah. and uh, you know what I really found was uh, you know Illinois is not unique in this uh, most states have become uh, one party states over the last uh, twenty years and therein lies the problem in two thousand and two um, thirty states had divided government thirty states now right. only twelve states have divided government. Right, right. You know, uh, 30 states had divided. 23 have Republican, what they call trifectas, when you have the governorship in both houses of the legislature, and 15 have Democratic trifectas. So the country's really been, you know, uh, you know, pulling apart in a partisan way. Uh, everybody's kind of been, been choosing a camp. Every state has been choosing a camp, and Illinois ended up on the, on the, the, the blue side of the ledger. Back and, to, you know, uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, back to when uh, George Ryan decided he had to go. I mean, he could see right. what was coming, obviously. Right. Was it the the skill of the Democrats, primarily Mike Madigan, or just the incompetence of George Ryan and the Republicans that they weren't able to make any sort of stand other than the self-financed rounder for four years since? Yeah, well, I, I think it was, you know, uh, I think politics has become a lot more nationalized in, in the past 20 or 30 years than it than it used to be. You know, there isn't really... There's really room for these sort of moderate Republicans like we used to have in Illinois. People like, you know, Mark Kirk and George Ryan and, and Jim Thompson. Uh, the Republican Party has become, you know, a, a Trump-centric outfit, and that's what Republicans in Illinois uh, expect from their politicians, and that that just doesn't play statewide. So yeah. I think it's not just state. It's not just. It, it, it's not just you know parochial. Um, concerns or, or figures that are at play here. And then the Republicans uh, keep saying, well, we don't have a conservative enough candidate, so right. we just have to move further to the right, yeah. as if that's going to yeah, work. Can, can you name a conservative candidate who's won a statewide election in Illinois in the past, I don't know, 40, 50 years? I mean, Ryan used to be a conservative. Remember when he he teamed up with Phyllis Schlafly to stamp yeah. out the ERA? And he, he and, ran to the left of Glenn Pichard. Exactly on, on gay rights and and uh, and and abortion, and he won all these Chicago, these liberal Chicago uh, lakefront wards. I mean, Gun Pashar could obviously never get the Democratic nomination today. Uh, you know, his his Southern Illinois base—they all voted for Trump. 
Well, Darren Bailey now, he's, the, I guess you would say, the leading gubernatorial. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm sorry to, sorry to laugh. Uh, well, this, but, I mean, he's the leading candidate now. Right. We'll see what happens, right. whether whether Rodney Davis decides to get in there. But, uh, sure. you know, these guys are just going to be left with corn and coal country. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. Yeah, I mean, Darren Bailey was the guy who got uh, kicked off of the uh, House floor when he was in the in the House for not wearing a mask. You know, he's from pretty much one of the only remaining conservative parts of the state, which is... They have this. They have this uh, caucus called the Eastern Bloc. He's from Louisville, down there in East Central Illinois. You know, kind of, kind of by Effingham. That's uh, But yeah, I mean, now uh, the Democrats, if they can pass this fourteen to three map, there'll be three Republicans left, and they'll all be such hardcore conservatives that they will have absolutely no appeal uh, outside their own districts. So there, there'll what be, does there that? There will be no bench. There will be yeah. no bench. Yeah. Or a statewide candidates. I mean, there's a lot of deep-pocketed Republican donors, and they just pick whoever they think can win. Uh, and right. shame on them, too, because I think you're doing great disservice to the country overall. What does it tell you, looking back at the 30 states who at one time had divided government, now it's just 12 states, 23 are fully Republican, 15 are fully Democratic. What does that tell you about the future of the nation as a whole? I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the country's just, you know, pulling apart. I mean, abortion is one good example. We're surrounded by states that are passing more restrictive abortion laws. And I mean, we passed an abortion law that was, some people would say, so extreme that said, you know, a fetus has no rights. So uh, the liberal states are becoming more liberal. The conservative states are becoming more conservative. And I think there's, there's less middle ground and less, less uh, common ground than there used to be. You know, I, I don't want to sound apocalyptic, but at least the... In the 1860s, we at least had a Mason-Dixon line. This is more <laughs> right. like city, suburban, and then, you know, rural. Right, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, down south of I-80 would be a red state if it were its own state. And, you know, I'm sure they chafe at uh, Chicago running the entire show. Well, that's true. Michigan, I grew up in Michigan. They had the same complaint about Detroit. I mean, the same thing right. in Minnesota, the same thing in Wisconsin. You know, it's sure, become, but Detroit doesn't dominate Michigan nearly as much as Chicago dominates Illinois. Yeah, that's true. How are things at the uh, Chicago Magazine? Do you have to go back into the uh, actual newsroom now, or are you still at home? No, we're still. I don't think there even is a newsroom. You know, my 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 editor calls it a legacy startup because we have all new people and we're all we're all working remotely. I was talking to a friend of mine at the Tribune the other day, and they they have a small portion of the printing plant now. Okay. Well, I mean, one point, one point I want to make about this, too, is that, uh, you know, one party, I don't think one party rule is ever healthy in any polity, but in Illinois, you know, we, we have no tradition of good government to, you know, put a break on one party doing whatever it wants. You know, we're, we're ruled by the party of Rod Blagojevich, Michael Madigan, Dan Rostenkowski, and the Daly family. So, you know, Republicans used to be able to, in Illinois, they used to be able to present themselves as the antidote for corrupt machine politics, but... Yeah, every Ryan time I mention damage that yeah. argument, Ted. Every time I mention Jim Edgar, I get angry callers and say, "Well, he he cut a deal with the Democrats and started this whole deal." I look back on Jim Edgar as a pretty reasonable man. Yeah, yeah. I just saw him. Well, I didn't see him. I saw. I was down in Charleston not too long ago, and he he kind of gave. I, I was at the Lincoln Douglas debate site because I'm working on a book about them, which is about bipartisanship in Illinois, how they put aside their differences and work together to save the union. And uh, I think his great-great-grandfather was at the Charleston debate. I think that uh, the legacy of uh, Douglas has been sullied, you know, I think quite yeah. inaccurately. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm hoping to correct some of that when I when I write this book. 
Ted McClellan, thank you very much for your time. Uh, joining thank us from the Chicago Magazine Newsroom, otherwise known as your, your library. As <laughs> my couch. Yes. <laughs> Do you even sit up for radio interviews anymore? Not no, really. I'm slouching. <laughs> well, why not? So am I. All right, Ted, yeah. thank you. See you. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That is uh, the 312 editor for Chicago Magazine, author of Midnight in Vehicle City and Running for Home, Ted McClellan, joining us here on Double Dallas.